Tap in, tap out on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Welcome, everyone, to Tap In, Tap Out, the brand new show on the brand new feed. Formerly Bout That Action on Sports Gambling Podcast Network has gone through the transition. We are stoked to be here. Mark, recording in person in studio uh, like the good old days. How are you? I am over the moon. Being yes. back in person in front of your beautiful face. Yes, good to be with you. being able to hear your voice. We spent the last couple months as we transitioned out of the previous show. Yep. Virtual. That's right. But virtual. now I'm back. We want to give them the rundown on, on why oh, I'm back in town. Yeah, you're back in town for the summer in beautiful San Diego. Where else would you want to spend a summer other than five minutes from the shores? Uh, we're going to spend a lot of good days uh, out at the beach having a good time. But most importantly, Mark, uh, your presence here in San Diego is perfectly timed with the launch of Tap In, Tap Out. First of all, Tap In, Tap Out, the name came from the idea of obviously we cover a lot of soccer, Mark. Obviously, we cover a lot of fights. Uh, tap in is a form of a goal in soccer when, uh, you know, the easy cross, you know, the way you scored all your goals in just FIFA, the way we like them, uh, the, the easy tap in finish. And then of course a tap out something we bet on, uh, commonly in the UFC. Um, so tap in tap out was the new show name that we're going to run with here. Uh, we're going to be ma- mainly pumping out that soccer and fighting, uh, related content for you guys, all the picks, uh, that you guys want. Uh, we're going to keep pumping them out. Um, our soccer shows are going to be real deep and informative. This is the first one. Um, and it's going to be covering the euros, uh, the Euro 2021 or 2020 slash 2021 tournament since it got postponed from last year. Um, so we're going to have lots of really deep analysis on our soccer shows. We're also going to have some more fun coming to our fight shows. We're going to bring in, bring in a lot of guests, trying out a lot of new segments. Um, just a really exciting summer because Euro is really kicking off this show, Mark, uh, would you like to give a, a brief breakdown of the absolute tsunami of content that is coming related to the Euros on this feed uh, and what the tournament is all about? Absolutely. If you don't already know, the European Championships, they mm. come once every four years. It's basically a World Cup, but only featuring European national right. teams, considered the second biggest international tournament uh, besides the World Cup, of course. It was supposed to be last year in June. In uh, across a number of European countries, but obviously that got pushed back. But that's fine. Good things come to those who wait. So right. uh, we've got it coming up this summer. It starts on Friday with Turkey, one of the host nations, kicking off against Italy. Oh yeah. And after that, it's every single day, group stage matches. Then we go into a round of sixteen, quarterfinal, semifinal, and then the tournament concludes in early July. So I'm down Woo. here. We're going to be recovering everything today. That's right. The tournament preview, we're going to be running Huge through. Huge episode, Mark. It's a massive episode. we got to stay sharp I on know, the clock. I know. That's one way to kick, thing, kick things off with the tournament preview. Uh, 
with tons of groups and teams to break down. And we're running down 24 teams, wow. all the way from Belgium, the best in the world, yes. to North Macedonia <laughs> at the bottom. That's, That's right. right. We're going to give you everything you need to know about these teams so that when we come back mm-hmm. for match week, or I should say match day one yes. next week, you'll have all the information on the teams and That's you right. can make better, smarter bets because at the end of the day, this show only works if the viewers are making money. I mean, this is the most focused we've ever been on uh, a single event or tournament or sport or league or whatever you want to call it, where we're going to be pumping out the most content related to one tournament. We're going to be breaking down literally every single match that happens in this tournament and giving out picks for every single one. So stay tuned for the month of June. Hopefully we can make some good money like we did on our Quick Picks EPL show. Hopefully we can kick off the new show and the new feed to a good start. So without further ado, Mark... Let's go ahead and jump into Group A of the Euro 2020-2021 tournament. Uh, give us a breakdown of each team uh, and and tell us how we're going to go through uh, go through the roadmap here. Absolutely. Group A is headlined by Italy, ranked number 7 wow. in the world. They've also got Switzerland, ranked 13, Wales, 17th, and Turkey, one of the host teams uh, there, ranked 29th. So we're just going to run through the teams in the order that they're ranked. You Sounds know, good. Keep it unbiased here. I like it. Kicking it off with Italy. They've had a, uh, you could say it was a disastrous period recently. They obviously failed to qualify for the World Cup in that was, 2018. That was nuts. Yep. That was one of the shocks of that tournament. And as a result, they hired Roberto Mancini, yes. who you may remember from the Manchester City days, yes. a very accomplished coach. Uh, they've been in good form here. He's managed them for 30 games. Uh, they've won 21 of those. They won all 10 of their qualifying matches. They didn't nice. really play anyone that's strong, uh, but 10 wins is 10 wins. Uh, and they're actually 25 games unbeaten, which is five shy of their national team's record. That's which quite is a streak. Nearly a 100-year record, exactly. Quite a streak. The Italian team, classic, play a 4-3-3. They're known for a strong defensive structure. Look, they're a good all-around team. They're ranked number seven in the world for a reason, despite their recent failures. Uh, honestly, like in all the major tournaments, they haven't done too great ever since they won the World Cup back in, in 2006. Uh, so... A couple of key players we want to look at here. We've got Lorenzo yep. Insigne. He's probably going to play the number nine. Italy, obviously, they haven't had a true number nine that they could rely on. They obviously had Mario Balotelli, who we all know is the, <laughs> not the bad reli- boy Reliable, yeah, not yeah, quite the word for him. wouldn't say reliable there. So they're looking at Insigne here. He's a short, quick uh, guy. He actually started his career playing out on the wing, but he's going to be anchoring them up top. And the big question I have here is we've got Leonardo de Benucci yes. and Gabriele Chiellini, two mm-hmm. classic players players mm. they were on the team when italy won at the world cup in 2006 these guys are in like their yeah. mid-30s very experienced they're going for italy actually left out uh agbana who had a very good season with mm. west ham they went for the experience there the question is going to be do they still have it in the tank uh and then obviously that midfield is going to be anchored by marco verratti uh the center mid from paris saint-germain and Jorginho, who is going to be looking to control the possession he just won a champions league with chelsea there uh key player they're going to be missing zaniolo a young star he's kind of looked at this as this generational talent he had a torn ACL uh, several months ago, so he's not mm. going to be there. They'll definitely miss him, but I think Italy have enough here to win this group. Uh, I'm obviously not going to cover uh, the other teams as in-depth as we did there. We've got Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. Pass the ball to the Italians. Yeah, exactly. Kicking and Kicking stream. I think, yeah, I don't know if Will Farrell's in the assistant <laughs> coaching staff this year. Or not. Uh, Take us to Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland, the number 13 ranked team in the world. Look, on paper, they really don't have a lot of star power. All right. They're just a good no. all-around team. They actually yeah. just beat the U.S. in a friendly, so I had the chance to watch them there. Mm. Uh, they play a 3-5-2 with wingbacks, which is quite fashionable these days. 
Uh, I mean, look, they're, they're a good all-around team. I'm not going to go ahead and say they're great. They're ranked 13 in the world just because they can put it together. They've got really good chemistry, actually. They've got FC Basel, who's the number one team in Switzerland. They've got like three or four guys from there. And Borussia Mönchengladbach in yes. the Bundesliga have like five players. So you've got like eight or nine players in the starting lineup that actually play their club football together, which which makes a big That's deal. helpful, yep. Potential breakout star alert that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight, and we're going to be highlighting some guys because there's always that one guy in the tournament that, you know, yeah. Go, yes. makes that jump to like the next yes. big big teams uh they've got zakaria the 24 year old center mid he's six foot four as a center defensive mid huh just an absolute athlete this guy and you know he had a good season one of the gladback guys uh and i think he could put himself in contention to go to one of the big teams in the bundesliga if not the rest of europe uh, so he's a guy you're going to want to keep an eye out there i'm going to cool. definitely be hammering some prop bets on him take it over to wales Wales, 17th ranked team in the world. You're probably going to remember in the last Euros, they were one of the fairy tale teams. Mm. 2016, they reached the semifinal, which was a shock, and they uh, lost to Portugal, the eventual champions. I don't know if you heard about this, Kyle, but Ryan Giggs, Manchester United legend. legend. He's been the manager of Wales for the past couple of years now, but he's gone. He had to step Uh-oh. down after an assault charge. Ryan Uh-oh. Giggs is not the best guy. I mean, he hadn't. Guess y- not. You may know he had an eight-year affair with his brother's wife. I don't know if you that's heard that. That's an incredible. Uh, that's such a classic European soccer story. <laughs> I feel like we have like all these like scandals and things that happen in the in, in like American sports, but the British ones are wild. This guy was banging his brother's. <laughs> that's wife crazy for eight years. That's crazy. Eight that's crazy. years, and he still gets the national team job, <laughs> and he got like some kind of some kind of assault, uh, not like a sexual assault, but like physical okay. assault Yikes. on two females. So, so he's gone. Yeah. He had to. Well, he's he stepped down now, and he so the, the assistant has taken his place. But okay. He, so they they've got no coach. That's they a don't problem. got the head coach. Right. That that's gonna be a problem for them. But what they do have, they've got three really elite players. They do. Gareth Bale, Aaron mm. Ramsey, and Daniel James. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about Gareth Bale this tournament. Yeah. Uh, saying it could be his last. He could retire after this. He was uh, at Real Madrid. Went as a record signing. Didn't really work out for him there. No. He'd been at Spurs this season on a loan. Had a good year, so it'll be Fe- interesting. Feels like we missed a little bit of uh, time with Gareth Bale. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if he turns it on. You know, is he gonna just want to cruise around Europe for the golfing, or is he gonna actually lead <laughs> his team here? Uh, obviously, in 2016, he absolutely carried that team on his back. So yeah, take a look for for Gareth Bale there again. Okay. Like this is a this is really a, a very average team as far as this tournament goes. Yeah, and I think. Against Italy, they'll probably lose. I think the main match here, they'll have enough to beat Turkey. It's going to come down to them versus Switzerland. That'll mm-hmm. be the match to That's keep a good your match. eye on there. Yep. And then just to highlight a young player that I like, actually, on Wales, Joe Rodon, young center back, plays for Tottenham Hotspurs. Yes. Had a really good season this year. Obviously, they're pretty stacked in the center back position, uh, but he's going to take the reins for this team and a team that's going to be doing a lot of defending. So this could be his time to okay. shine and show, hey, Okay. I can be part of this new Spurs team that's like going to get it. built up this next year. Yes, true. And to round out the group, Turkey, one, one of the host nations, gobble gobble. That's right. It's Turkey. Uh, I don't know, maybe listeners our age and above might remember the Euro of 2008. They went all the way to the semifinals, and then they wow. lost to Germany uh, in an epic 3-2 match. So that that was that was wild. But since then, it was kind of on the downhill for them. Yeah. They hadn't made a major tournament until the 2016 World Cup, where they crashed out in the group stage but they're here today and look they're just going to look to defend they've got a wild home crowd have you seen that the turkish yes. home crowds yes These they're people passionate. Are insane. passionate they mur- they literally murder people and <laughs> they set off flares in the stadium like i, Love I don't it. even know how you can play in that Love environment it. that's what they're going to be relying on here with fans uh going to be allowed to a certain capacity so i think for them what they're going to look at is that they're going to play wales 
in the second game of this match. They're going to lose to Italy in the opener, right? But they're going to play mm-hmm. Wales, and they're going to say, hey, if we can get a result against Wales, you never know We're if we can this. sneak something against, yeah, against Switzerland here sure. and they can put themselves in the mix. So that'll be a match to keep your eye on. They do have a good uh, three center backs. They've got Kabak, who plays for Liverpool, Demiral for Juventus, and Soyuncu, uh, who is a center back for Leicester City. All three really highly rated, so they're going to go I mean, to the three center When you say Kabak plays for Liverpool, you mean he watches Liverpool play? Well, he did play because, you remember, Liverpool had so <laughs> yeah, many guys that's injured. Yeah, Van Dijk being out. Look, Kabak came time. in, and he, he yeah, didn't right, do right, well. Right. He didn't do yes. well, but he's he's their high-profile right. guy at okay. this point. All right. I did highlight Soyuncu as a potential breakout player. Obviously, okay. he's a center back, so there's not a lot of prop betting that you can get off of him. No. Uh, but, obviously, he was already established. Established in in the EPL, so it's, it's kind of hard to call him a breakout player. But mm-hmm. he had a down year with some injuries here, and Leicester obviously very deep in that position, so he kind of lost his way there. I think with having the burden of anchoring the center, the center of defense here, I, I think he's got a chance to do something special here. So that's going to round out Group A. Good obviously, a lot of information. Who, I got to give you my yeah. My, who do you see? Uh, who do you see winning the group? Uh, obviously, we'll we'll break down uh, when the match days come up. We'll do some future bets as well, but. Just taking a look at this, but ahead of the tournament, uh, how do you see it playing out? For I Group think a? the obvious winner here is going to be Italy. I think that's a safe bet. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're looking to get props in early, bet Italy to win the group. Where it gets tricky is going to be who finishes second and third. I'm going to take Switzerland second. It's I just kind think of a tough group, honestly. Switzerland and Wales. This is like low key the hardest group besides yeah. Group H, which yeah. is the clear group of death. Yes. This is a tough group. I think Switzerland have enough. I think all around they're just a little bit better. Wales have like a pretty big disparity in their talent. They've got like a few guys that are really good playing for high level teams in the Premier League. And they've got guys that play literally yes, in the English Championship. Terrible. You know. Yeah. So I think that's gonna weigh them down. But I do think having Turkey in the group here, I think I think having a weak team like that gives Wales an advantage. And the way it works this year, right, is there's twenty four teams in the tournament instead of the usual thirty two. So the top two from each uh, group advance, and then there's four wild card spots for the next four best teams. Right. I think we could look at Wales as one of those teams. So I'm going to say Italy goes through in first, Switzerland in second, Wales third, and look to them to potentially pick up a good amount of goals against Turkey and possibly sneak into the group stage here. I like it. Let's go ahead and jump along to group B. And what a way to start talking about Group B by talking about the number one team ranked uh, international team in the world, and that is Belgium. Belgium, the world number one, uh, showed their class by winning 10 of the 10 qualifying matches. Uh, Literally, Mark, listen to this, 40 goals for and only three against in qualifying through those 10 matches. Uh, just in, in, on an absolute tear recently. They finished third in the 2018 World Cup, so they had a good run in that tournament there. They ended up losing to eventual champions France. They just won, They lost 1-0 in the semifinal in what was a very tight match. Um, play style for Belgium, they play very physically. They have a lot of big guys. They play disciplined, just literally a, a world-class lineup all around, as you'd expect from the, the best team in the world right now. Uh, perhaps the best of all, Mark, a guy that you're very high on. We talked a lot of in the EPL Quick Pick Show. Kevin De Bruyne of Manchester City, arguably the best midfielder in the world. I think it's kind of safe to arguably say. Arguably the best player in the yeah, world. Yeah, that's true as well. I think he's. it's safe to say he's the best midfielder There's in the world. There's a big butt there. Yeah, that's true. I, I just think he's... 
Yeah, he's had an, he's been in unreal form uh, for a while now. He, he broke his face. That's true. I'm going to get into that. Let me get there, I Mark. Got, all right. Group, you know, Group B's mine, okay? Let me talk about <laughs> Group B. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, yes, did break his face. Uh, he's the center. He's the centerpiece of the offense. He's literally the quarterback uh, for you, you know, football watchers out there. He's the quarterback of every team he plays on. His ball distribution is unbelievable. He sets people up extremely well. Uh, so Kevin De Bruyne is the most important player on this team. Um, Roberto Martinez is the manager. Uh, another famous world-class manager has been with a lot of uh, top clubs. Um, all the way from the back to the front here, I'm going to call out a few players that are unbelievable. Uh, Courtois in goal. He's the Chelsea goalkeeper. Uh, Vertonghen holds down the defense. Vertonghen uh, played for Tottenham for a while now with Benfica. I already mentioned De Bruyne uh, holding the, the midfielder. Eden Hazard of Real Madrid, um, who used to be an absolute stud on Chelsea. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, I feel like an underrated striker um, who's bounced around clubs now with Inter Milan. Um, but tends to do very, very well on the international scene with Belgium. So Lukaku up top, not bad. But as you mentioned, De Bruyne in the Champions League final breaks his face. It looks like the latest reports, Mark, he uh, might miss that first game against Russia. Uh, still shouldn't be an issue. Uh, Russia's the 38th FIFA-ranked team in the world. Belgium, uh, just so much talent, so much depth. Um, anything else on Belgium? I mean, they are the number one team in the world. Anything you want to add uh, on what I put together so far. Yeah, I just think from a betting standpoint, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Roberto Martinez just said to Kevin De Bruyne, like, we're literally not going to play you in the group stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rest fair. of this group sucks. They don't need him in the Yeah, win. this uh, Belgium, definitely a, a team that we'll be looking at uh, in our future picks to win the whole thing. They'll prob- they could probably be the favorite to win the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, Belgium, the, the first team in Group B we're, we talked about there. And then, of course, Denmark the 10th ranked team uh they're coming in they finished second in qualifying group d behind switzerland uh in eight matches they had four wins and four draws they scored the most goals in the group mark with 23 four only six against uh they had a solid world cup in 2018 ended up losing in a penalty shootout in the round of 16 to croatia um they tend to be a very attacking team fun to watch um, they score a lot of goals, as I mentioned there. Uh, so when they go against weak competition, they tend to win games by a solid margin um, and not a bad defense behind them as well. Against good opponents, they tend to play a more defensive. They play a 4-2-3-1. Caster Schmeichel of Leicester City is between the post. Simon Kejar of AC Milan holds down the defense. Um, and of course, uh, you have to talk about Christian Eriksen. Uh, when you talk about Denmark, he plays for Inter Milan. Um, he, had a, he was a solid Premier League player. Uh, a few years ago as well. So Christian Eriksen really holds down and uh, the distribution. He leads the team in goals. He's the face of the team. He's the captain. Um, And a young player to keep an eye out, uh, Andreas Christensen, uh, a world-class defender who I think uh, could have a good tournament. Jumping from them, we go over to Russia. Russia, of course, the hosts of the last World Cup. They won eight of their 10 matches in qualifying, only losing the two to Belgium, so you can't really hold that against them. That's uh, that's that's to be expected. Um, so they had a really good run in qualifying. Uh, they had 33 four, goals for and only eight against. Uh, and they surprised a lot of people in the 2018 World Cup, making it all the way to the quarterfinals, despite not really having very many big-name players. Uh, they kind of are one of those teams that is solid all around. Uh, not a lot of big faces, um, but not a lot of like terrible players either. They're, they're quite a mid-range team. Um, they play obviously very physically as you'd expect a Russian national team to play 
They also score a ton of goals from set pieces, Mark. That's the thing to keep an eye on with this team. Um, against higher competition, they get totally outclassed because they're just like a big physical try hard team that will get, you know, if they don't have, the, they're not going to have the possession. They're just going to get dominated by, by the bigger countries, but they can spring some upsets and they can score some important goals from those set pieces because Artem Dezuba of FC Zenit St. Petersburg, he's their striker. He's huge. He's super tall. He scores a ton of headers from set pieces. So look for him to get the job done there. And Alexander Golovin of Monaco is their young center mid who could make some noise in this tournament. Russia, classic or sec- second tier, third team, third tier international team. I just feel like, like I mentioned earlier, they have a lot of okay players. No one great, no one terrible. They've got the pressure of Vladimir Putin watching them. That, that is that's true. true. No other team has that. That is true. And finally, we got to talk about Finland. Unfortunately, uh, the 54th ranked FIFA team. They finished second in their qualifying group. Uh, J. They played 10 matches, won six, lost four. Not a very strong team. Pulled off some surprise results uh, and uh, securing six clean sheets in all their wins. So that's good. They can play some defense. Um, They were not supposed to be in the situation, Mark. Greece and Bosnia were in their uh, qualifying group. Both those teams have some decent players. So uh, they were expected to go through. But instead, Finland sneaks their way into this tournament. um, And they're making their Euro uh, debut. So first year for uh, Finland in this tournament ever, uh, which is kind of crazy. They weren't even in the 2018 World Cup. They didn't qualify. Uh, so they're just going to park the bus. They're the worst team in this group. Expect them to park the bus and try to get some clean sheets. They're going to try to sneak a counterattack goal or a set-piece goal to win 1-0 and if they ever can. Uh, team Upuki of Norwich, Norwich City, uh, he's their striker, and he's the only guy who ha- really has a chance to score here, I think. Um, and, of course, MLS shout-out, Mark, of Minnesota United, Robin Lodd. Uh, he'll look to supply Puki. Um, and that's really all we can talk about. about getting an MLS player in the Euros. <laughs> that's right. That's all we can talk about when it comes to Finland. How I see this group going, you have to take Belgium. Uh, you have to take Belgium to win this group easily. I don't expect them to drop any points. I think they're in a great spot here. Like you said, they can just sit De Bruyne and uh, win this group. So Belgium to win the group. I'm going to go ahead and take Denmark uh, to finish second. Mark takes to Group C. Group C is an interesting one. I'd say it's probably the worst group here that I'm looking at yeah. on paper. Uh, it features the Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. Yes, you heard yes. that right. Macedonia needs to be divided into a <laughs> north and south. For And still, with only half of Macedonia, they made the Euros. So I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> But we're kicking off with the Netherlands. Obviously, the Netherlands are one of the historic teams. They they really defined the modern game of soccer with yeah. guys like Johan Cruyff, you know, and Ajax right. and the development of the game. They they created the four three three that we know today that many of the top teams, international and club level, use today. So you can expect them to run that formation. Really strong attack all around. They've got a lot of pace. Uh, I think. The thing about the Netherlands this year is I think even though they lost uh, Van Dijk, who obviously had a terrible ACL injury, he's the best defender in the world. He's He's not going to be playing. But they do have Matthias De Ligt, the young uh, center back who plays for Juventus. He just went there from Ajax after a couple years ago. Uh, So he's going to be anchoring the the defense. I guess the question is going to be in an attack system that, flies forward with the outside backs yeah you know is the chink in the armor going to be the defense here because i mean all around as an attacking team they're really strong they ha- this is kind of a new generation for them right they had a disastrous uh past few years they went to the 2014 world cup final or no sorry 20 uh was it 2014 or 2010 
Uh, no, it was it was 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was 2014 yeah, in Brazil. No, wait, it wasn't. It was not. It was in South Africa. <laughs> 2010 was in South Africa. Was it 2010? It might have been 2010. I don't remember. Dude, you got You got to realize this. We were like 10. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we came. Whatever. We don't have time. We don't have time to debate. It. Was, I'm gonna we think like about 10. it and I'm gonna blurt it out at some point in the show. They <laughs> went right. to a World Cup final. Yeah. All right. And then since then, they didn't make the 2016 Euros or the 2018 World Cup. It's been a disastrous last few years. Reason for that is that they had this star core group of players. I'm talking about uh, Iron Robin on the wing, Robin Van Persie up top, Wesley Schneider running the midfield, right? They had these guys that started aging out. 2010. It was 2010. That's what I thought. Lost to Spain. Exactly. That's, uh, that's what I thought. Um, it was that it was that uh that like extra time goal that Iniesta scored. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was conf- I was totally forgetting about the 2018 World Cup and 2014 was Germany. Uh but anyways, so so obviously things have been a disaster for the last few years for the Netherlands for their standards, but I think yeah. this could be a time where this new generation of young players uh, I'm talking about Matthias De Ligt. I'm talking about Frankie De Jong for Barcelona. I'm talking about mm. Donny van de Beek for Manchester United. Mm. I think they could really anchor this team forward. They're definitely going to win this group. It's a really weak one here, uh, even though they're missing their best player in Virgil van Dijk. Uh, and then the rest of the teams in this group, we don't really have to say too much about them. We've got <laughs> Austria. They're ranked 23rd in the world, and Ukraine is right behind them at 24th. We've got two teams back-to-back in the yes, rankings here. interesting. That'll be interesting. So for them, it's really going to come down to you know who, who wins against each other, what the result's going to be there. Austria's a decent team, mostly Bundesliga players, you know, mid-tier guys. Their main star is David Alaba, who just went to Real Madrid from Bayern Munich. He's an outside back, right? For Bayern Munich, in a four-back yes. formation, he plays on the left. And in a, in a five-back formation, he plays as one of the as the left center back. For Austria, he plays center mid. So <laughs> he has to. He has that, to step up. Exactly. That tells you all you need to know. They've got Mar- get him involved. Marcel Sabitzer as well, who plays for Leipzig, is a pretty good player, but... I think Austria have enough to come second in this group, perhaps. Mm. Like I said, it's going to come down to the match against Ukraine there. Right. Uh, Ukraine is a team that, I mean, this is an, actually an interesting stat. Over half of their team play for either one of these two teams, Dinamo Kiev or Shakhtar Donetsk, the two main teams. That's crazy. Yeah, over half of their roster play for that team. Wow. So they, they, they have, like, you know, when you're drafting a team on FIFA exactly. and you're going for the chemistry. They've got the 100 chemistry Yeah, they've for got sure. 100 chemistry. And it's interesting. It's an interesting period for Ukraine right now. Their U-20s won the 2019 World Cup. That's interesting as well. The U-20 2019 right, World Cup. Right, right. So they've got a few guys transferring over there. So, hey, maybe maybe things are on the upstate. Yeah, They're maybe coached Ukraine by Andrei Shevchenko, who you might remember. Yeah. Chelsea and AC Milan legend. Uh. You never know. It's interesting having like a legendary striker as the coach of a classically defensive team. So we'll see That's how that true. plays out. Their best player and guy to look out for is Alexander Zinchenko. Just like David Alaba, he's a left back. Left back from Man City. Uh-huh. Had a really good season this year. Played in the Champions League final. He plays as a center mid. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to literally have these two teams playing against each other with two world-class left backs playing, playing center, center mid. That's cool. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I don't really think there's any young guys to look out for here. I think where it gets interesting is you have North Macedonia in this group, right? <laughs> Very interesting. They're going to get hammered. <laughs> They're, it's going to be a bloodbath for them. They're and 62, so, ranked 62 in the world. So I think Austria and Ukraine, they're, both their strategies is, hey, maybe we can sneak a draw against the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that Save score points. low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then North Macedonia, we rip them 4-5-0. And we win on goal. And we yeah. win on the goal difference, exactly. Uh, I mean, North Macedonia, it's their first time in a major tournament. Uh, the, look, the the way that they formatted the tournament to qualify, they gave like this whack group of teams <laughs> in Southeast Europe, uh-huh. right? And, like in the Mediterranean. 
a route for one of them to qualify. So they beat out Armenia, Gibraltar, Liechtenstein, and Kosovo. Like, wow. <laughs> so it's not like they had some fairy tale qualifying that got right, them there. Like, right. They're here. They're going to get smoked, but it's really not about that for them. They're playing with house money. They're here for Instagram, you know? Exactly. Oh, they're going to get the Instagram followers up. <laughs> Look, they're going to try and defend They're going to be on TV. They're going to come and say, hey, we're going to keep it compact. Maybe we get a goal. They're going to fail in that strategy because they're simply not good enough. Um, It's going to be a bloodbath, but I don't think they're going to care. It's more of a proud moment for the country. They come with low expectations. Their best player is a 37-year-old Goran Pandev, won a Champions League with Inter Milan. Yeah. He's 37. He's the best player. So that says all you need to know. They're they're the lowest-ranked team in the tournament by, by quite a bit. Uh, so I think you're gonna you're gonna make some good money fading big high scoring games against them. So the way I see this group playing out is gonna be mm. the Netherlands winning the group pretty easily. I honestly think they could probably get nine, seven or nine points here, like win basically every game. I'm gonna tap Ukraine to finish. Interesting. In in second here. He's got faith in the uh, the uh, Ukraine on the come up. But uh, I think theory. like Group A having a weak Turkish team. There's even weaker now in North Macedonia, right. which is going to be huge because whoever finishes third here, they're going to have a chance to have a huge goal difference and goals for. True. Yeah. Because they're going to be able to hammer North Macedonia and probably get one of the wild card spots. There's four third place wild card spots. Right. I'd be willing to bet something related to the show with you that one of them comes out of Group C. Okay. We can have a look at that uh, for sure uh, when we go ahead and make our official picks for this group and the rest of them uh before we break down the rest of them uh it's time for a quick word from our sponsors tap in tap out is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win las vegas experience get in on all your favorite teams players and sports games generous promos odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 in a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light, the beer when you want to chill. You want to know how I know that Coors Light is the most cheer, chill beer in the world? How do you know? World? How do you know, Mark? You remember those days we were living together in college yes. and you'd be hung over as shit? Yes. And you wake up in the morning and you cracked open a Coors Light. Because uh, it's beer die time. You're because like, it's I, beer die gotta time. Gotta get back out there. It was time to chill. We're always running around doing <laughs> a million things. We're in our mid-20s metabolism. That's right. Firing. That's right. Sometimes we just need to chill. And I'm looking forward this June to chilling and watching the Euros with Heck you. Heck yeah. Drinking Coors Light. The matches oh, yeah. kick off at 6 a.m. and you bet your ass I'm gonna be drinking Coors Light. <laughs> 6 a.m. kickoff, 9 a.m. kickoff, noon kickoff. It's literally gonna be Coors. Mount, until mountains are gonna be blue I'm all gonna day. Be chilling like no one's ever chilled Love before it. from 6 a.m. to 2:30 in the <laughs> afternoon on the Pacific time. Love it. You bet your ass. Coors Light is the beer that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset. Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and always celebrate responsibly. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA Championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like. But if you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair and then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45. And when the team was down 3-1 against the Maple Leafs, a few days later, he flipped it. $45 
for $600, Mark. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. It needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Just like that, we're back. And what a great ad read to have. When you come back to the show and rebrand, we get to talk about Coors Light, which is what we basically was water for us uh, when we lived together. Uh, was water. Okay, is water. Still on the week, as you know, we're professionals now, Mark. I mean, we can chill any day of the week, I suppose. Um, but Coors Light, definitely something close to, close to the heart for us. So that was an exciting ad read. Um, speaking of exciting, Mark, it's time to talk about Group D. Group D, I think uh, one of the most exciting groups in the tournament. First team to talk about is good old England, Mark. Good old England, where you spent, you spent some time in England, didn't you? Didn't you live Dude, in England? I was, uh, I, I was teammates with Jordan Pickford. There you go. For three months. Uh, we're gonna talk about England first, the fourth ranked team in the world. Um, England won Group A of qualifying with seven wins and one loss in eight matches, thirty-seven goals for, and only sixth against. They lost in the semifinals of the twenty eighteen World Cup to Croatia. You might remember, England just known for heartbreaks in big tournaments, known for just. Losing one match, like one match early, if you will. Um, could they have a chance at revenge this year, Mark, when they play Croatia? Football in coming this group? home. Yes. So that is something to definitely look forward to in this group. Um, England plays pretty open with a three man back line. Um, they're probably going to play a 3 4 3 here. They have a lot of really, really solid attacking players and a lot of speed on the at the outside back position. Um, they brought. F- I just want to. Sorry to interrupt you. They, they brought four right backs into their yes, squad. That's yes. absurd. Definitely. So I think they're maybe going to have some focus on on the right backs. Right. So yeah. Some uh some players to look at here. I mean, there's a lot of talent on this team. Dean Henderson is uh, expected to start in goal over your former teammate Jordan Pickford. Uh, Henderson represents Manchester United. Harry Maguire also uh on Manchester United is a center back. Um, he's expected to hold the defense with John Stones of Man City and Kyle Walker, of course, as well. So, so much chemistry uh, between that back line and the uh, and their goalkeeper. Um, so, all representing big English clubs there on the back line. Uh, midfielder, uh, midfield is going to be c- controlled by Jordan Henderson, captain of Liverpool. Um, they've got so many attacking players, too. Of course, Harry Kane, the striker of Tottenham, who is probably going to be moving on to another team here soon. Um, Tottenham had a great year despite, uh, Tottenham not having the best year ever. Um, and of course they've got tons of speed around Harry Kane because they've got Raheem Sterling of Manchester city, uh, out next to him as well. Something to note, uh, Harry Maguire might miss and, uh, miss the first match. He's got an ankle problem going on. Um, but of course I had to mention Marcus Rashford, uh, who comes into these games late and always provides an exciting spark, a guy that you love. Uh, Marcus Rashford so just a really uh, deep uh, interesting squad it always is when you're talking about England always players that like we really look forward to talking about because we watch them all the time in the Premier League that's the league we probably watch and break down the most any of your thoughts on England is this is this the time is this the time Mark is this it I don't know if I can say that football is coming home this year. Oh, I think wow. I, I think they were better in 2018, to be honest. Yeah, they were pretty. Like 2018 yeah. World Cup, I looked at that squad and was like, if things wow. go right, I could right. see England winning this World Cup. Right. Lost in the semifinal, of yeah. course. This year, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think their their guys on the surface are really good, but I'm just curious if they have enough. I don't know if they have enough guys in form at the right time. 
Yeah, it's true. The form is the is definitely what you're looking at with them here. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold too just picked yeah, up an injury. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's another w- one worth mentioning for sure. I mean, yeah, very deep squad. Will be interesting to see, but I just love this uh, revenge storyline for them playing against Croatia, the team that knocked them, that bounced them out of the World Cup. Croatia uh, ranked 14 in the FIFA World Rankings currently. They won Group E with five wins, two draws, and one loss. 17 goals for, seven against. Uh, you'll remember they lost to France uh, in the final. They made it all the way to the final of the World Cup in 2018. Uh, they play a 4-1-4-1 mark, which you don't see too often, which is interesting. Uh, just looking to dominate the pace of play in the midfield um, while also holding a solid defense with four defenders in the back there. Uh, John Lovren of Zenit St. Petersburg and was a former uh, Liverpool defender. He's a solid guy in the back there. Mateo Kovacic of Chelsea and, of course, Luka Modric, perhaps the best player on the team. Uh, Modric of Real Madrid. Um, they control the midfield. They control a lot of possession. Uh, they're really good with their distribution. Uh, they'll be looking to supply even uh, Perisic of Inter Milan, who saw it, and then uh, Mario Pasalic of Atalanta. Lots of itches when I'm talking about Croatian players here. Uh, of Atalanta up top, uh, look for him to score a goal or two. So just a very an interesting team here. Uh, their match against England's, I mean, it's just going to be super, super tight, it feels like. Um, a solid squad. Uh, just they they don't have quite have the player pedigree I feel like of a team like England but they are just uh they are a very good team that they did just make get it, it done. yeah they get it done they made so it they have a chip on their shoulder it feels like they always play hard and they and they're the team that like you wouldn't pick necessarily Croatia to go to the final of the World Cup I'm they pretty did. didn't they they had like three ma- matches in a row in a row that they went to penalty kicks yeah that's in right the world, in like to go to the final they're a gritty a gritty quarterfinal team semi- that like, finds semi-final. a way yeah. a gritty team that finds a way absolutely um Czech Republic also in this group. Uh, they're ranked 40th. They finished second in Group A with uh, five wins, three losses, and eight, eight matches. 13 goals for and 11 against. Uh, not a great, uh, not a great uh, ratio there. Uh, they play pretty free. They play a lot of uh, attacking soccer, which is why you see so many goals for and against. Um, Suchek, I think, is his name of West Ham. I know you're a West Ham guy. Uh, you like West Ham. We bet on him, bet on him a lot back on the EPL show. Uh, his teammate Kofal. So there's two West Ham guys that have that important club chemistry connection between the defense and the midfield. So not it's not a bad chemistry option there. Adam Hlozek of Sparta Prague is the 18-year-old phenom to keep an eye on for this team. Ooh, the breakout player. 18. That's pretty cool. Uh, so keep an eye out for him. Um, and then last but not last and least, let's say for the group, Scotland ranked 44. Enter Group D via Path C mark. They enter via Path C. Uh, winning both legs of that path C way into the group on penalties. So they went, they beat Israel on penalties and then Serbia on penalties. They have not played in a world cup since 1998. Uh, they play very defensive. Uh, they're, they play with uh, wide defenders who work their way up and down because they have solid wide defenders in Andy Robertson of Liverpool and Kieran Tierney of Arsenal. So the outside backs, uh, they rely on them to, uh, stop goals from coming in, but also be the suppliers of the crosses into the box. Scott McTominay of Manchester United is the best player in the midfield. Um, Che Adams of Southampton, who has had a good last season, uh, he's fun to watch, and he's probably going to be their striker and could score some goals. So I'm actually a little bit uh, interested in some of these guys. I mean, you've got a pretty good team on paper. Yeah. My soccer coach in my formative years, ages like 13 to 
18, yes. 13 to 17 was Scottish. So I know all about the Scottish That's game. Right. Just run around and fucking <laughs> kill people and cross the ball in the box. That's right. So yeah, that game plan could work out for them here um, with those wide backs being so world-class. So definitely, I think it'll be a fun team to watch in the tournament just because of the way they're going to play. Um, looking at this group, I would assume England wins, but I mean, it's all going to come down to that Croatian game. Uh, that revenge match and just seeing how that goes down for them. I mean, they're a team that like heartbreak happens a lot. So it's a hard group to pick, but I would guess England win. I would guess Croatia do finish second, but keep an eye out for, uh, for Scotland. I think Scotland could, uh, could maybe make some noise. Who knows? Um, I don't hate the look of Scotland. So uh, that's my prediction. Uh, my breakdown of group D Mark, take us to group E. Group E is another one of those groups you've got one great team, two average teams, and a bad team. We've got Spain headlining this group, the number six ranked team in the world. It's a new look this year. Obviously, Spain had that incredible generation where they won a Euro yeah. World Cup and then a Euro again um, between 2008 and 2012. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously, so much talent there that's moved on. This is an interesting one, though. They've got a relatively new manager, Luis Enrique, formerly of Barcelona. He obviously yep. won a Champions League with Messi and company. Uh, but this is actually an interesting statistic here. The first major tournament in the modern era, right? So, like, last, like, 100 or so years, that not a single Real Madrid player is playing for Spain. That's actually a very cool stat. That's and it's funny because it's a Barcelona coach that put the team together. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only three from Barcelona. Only three from Barcelona yeah. as well. Um, so, it's a very Different new time. Look. Different yeah. time. Spain it used to literally just be, like... 50% Real Madrid, 50% Barcelona, <laughs> yeah. represent the national team. And then they, like, play each other in La Liga and, like, the Copa del Rey every year, and it was, like, a big yeah. rivalry thing. So despite both those teams having good seasons, I mean, for their standards, it wasn't quite mm -hmm. Barcelona in particular, but still still not highly represented. Between both those teams, only three players, and they're all from Barcelona. Uh, I mean, look, they're still going to be a possession-based team, as always. They uh, are so boring to watch, Mark. But it's going to be a little different this year. So boring It's going to be different this year. Because, yeah, it used to be like you had like a it bunch was, of five, six center mids. Yeah, they was, literally had like 11 center mids on the uh, field, and they just 90% uh, possession, 1-0 win. I mean, yeah, for the people who complain about watching soccer, never show them in like that Spanish age. Like, just, yes, it's pretty if you appreciate the possession. Yeah, was, you, you appreciate like the angles of the passes and working your way through a defense it just takes it so depends long. on how closely you want to watch the game yeah, if you're, if you're yeah, a casual fair. fan it's like not oh my you. god this yeah. is slow <laughs> yes. but if you're like a purist you're like wow that's this true, is that's fascinating true. Yeah, that's you know? true but it's not going to be like that this year it's actually a very new look team here uh with actually a lot of english uh based players too as well um so a couple of guys that i mean i think it's interesting, right? You used to have like these big name strikers, like you had like David Villa, you had Diego Costa, even back in the day, Fernando Torres. Yeah, that's this right. This year they don't really have that, so it's going to be a lot of reliance on the midfield and getting guys forward. No Iniesta, no Xavi. Obviously, those guys have aged yeah. out, right? So I'm highlighting Thiago Alcantara. He went from Bayern Munich to Liverpool rec recently this past season. He had an okay season. Liverpool wasn't great. I think it's going to be up to him to link those front three with the rest of the squad there. He's going to have to literally fill the shoes of Iniesta. Yes. He plays a similar style. Big they shoot. used to be teammates together at Barcelona and at Spain. So if anyone can do it, it's him. And then another guy I highlighted, we haven't spoken a lot about the goalkeepers, but David De Gea, uh, on his day, best goalkeeper in the world, but yes. his day doesn't 
come off. And, yes. And, you know, yeah, when it's not his and day, when it's not one his of day, the worst. One of the worst in the world. Yeah, he's he's had some absolute shockers <laughs> yeah. in his life. You you cannot get far, uh, any more inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, so you, you could get world class or you could get, you know, yes. you could get a D3 yes. soccer yeah, goalie. Yeah, you could get anything. So yeah. it's going to come down a lot to him. Uh, I mean – yeah, and, and and defensively too, this this team's pretty deep. I mean, Aspilicueta is going to anchor that squad as well. Just won a Champions League with Chelsea. A key guy that got left out, Sergio Ramos, yes, from Real Madrid, Spanish yes. captain. He aged out, I guess. I, a lot I of people so. are questioning that. I mean, he does have some bad blood. You got to you got to keep from, him. You got to keep him there. I think. Personally. Yeah, you you got to have. I mean, you look at you look at some of the guys on the squad, and it's just kind of like. There's always if, guys that are gonna, never yeah, going to play. Even if you're not going to play them, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, you, you need like a locker Chemistry room guy. guy yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would personally take him there. But, I mean, the defense is really good this year. I mean, they have Jordi Alba, Pau Torres, Emmerich Laporte from Man City. Uh, I mean, and then Aspilicueta, who you mentioned. But, yeah, so they left out you know, two two center backs in Sergio Ramos and Nacho Fernandez, both from Real Madrid. Another Real Madrid player that didn't make it, Marcos mm. Asensio, has been yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Had an off year. He came off an ACL injury. He didn't make the squad this year. And Saul Niguez as well, who had some injury problems this year, but with Atletico Madrid, a lot of people thought he was going to make it. So I'm going to highlight, actually, a youngster to be a potential breakout player. Oh, Breakout player alert. Pedri plays for Barcelona, the youngster there. Look, it's tough to call him a breakout player because he's already in a big team. Yeah. But I think, like we said, they don't have that marquee striker this year. This is his stage. He has a stage now. So he's going to have a lot of responsibility. They're either going to play him as like an inverted winger or as a – yeah, I think they'll probably go with like Busquets, uh, Rodri, and then Thiago as the center attacking mm. mid. That'll be the midfield three, and Pedri's going to be able to like free roam, right? A role that he doesn't get to do with Barcelona because they have Messi. So I think with him having a bigger uh, burden to carry this attack – He's gonna be. He's gonna be the. He's gonna be responsible for the end product here in the final third. Interesting. So I think this could be a time where we see like this Pedri guy from Barcelona. We knew he was good, but you know he could go to the elite level here. So I'm. I'm gonna say that's gonna be my wrap up for Spain. I, I don't I know love, if you have anything to add to just, that. Just gonna say I love There's how. A lot to I, add for Spain. I love how Spain. Uh, you know, went through that golden age as you mentioned, and then they had an absolute nightmare in the last World Cup where they exited in the group stages and just looked pathetic. And I love how this feels like kind of like a rebuilding time for Spain, and they're still like the sixth best team in the world. Like, yeah, they, I love that the, that they're like so I said, deep. it's a new look. They've got a they've got a really strong defense, a lot of tough guys, a lot of experience there. The midfield, I really like the midfield. Sergio Busquets, one of yeah. the best to ever do it. He's going to be that link up there. Rodri from Man City, absolutely brilliant player, and then Thiago and Pedri as well. Koke coming off the bench for Madrid. The questions are just a striker. I mean, you look at the yeah. strikers they named: Danny Olmo, Mikel Ozirabal. Gerard Moreno, Alvaro Morata is the main guy here. You know, mm. like there, there is no one. Ad, Adama Traore is on there too. Right. A very fun player to watch. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot we can talk about. So about Sweden, Spain, yeah, Sweden. So we just have to move it. Number eighteen. Here. Uh, do we get Zlatan time? We do not. Zlatan. Oh. He pulled up with an Achilles injury. Zlatan, He's out for the tournament. On, yeah, man. he was carrying this team, or at least in his own head, he was. They were never good. <laughs> they were never good. He always said he was carrying them. That he never carried them very far. No. Not to take anything away from Zlatan, great player. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he announced his retirement. He was fed up. He retires. Then Sweden go all the way. What do they go? Do they go to the uh, quarterfinal 
of the 2018 World Cup that without was Zlatan. O- that was pretty awkward, yeah. Then Zlatan says, oh, shit, I'm actually going to come back. I'll come back. <laughs> but he's injured, so, I, so have to, I have to list that as the key player missing. Right. It's like he's so funny like that, but you can't make fun of him because he plays into it by being that cocky, and like he makes himself a cartoon character, so you literally like, yeah. can't make fun of and him. And he's backed it up over his career. Yeah, he's he hasn't good. gotten it done with Sweden. They, right. They've done better without him. I guess it's one of those things where it's like when it's not so focused on him, mm-hmm. they can be a unit. This is the, this is like the most classic, boring yeah. unit team. They literally they play. A, we've been talking about the formations. Most teams four three three, yeah. three four three, three five two, four one four one. Crazy formations. Sweden, Sweden, classic four four two flat. Yes, yes. <laughs> they said the first formation that has ever been soccer. invented. Let's yep. just do that. Let's play soccer. Let's just do that. A key guy I want to highlight though, Alexander Isak. Oh he yeah. Came up through Dortmund. Yes. Went to Real Sociedad. Had a really good year in Spanish La Liga. He's got a lot of big teams looking at him. Real Madrid, Barcelona, mm. Man City, all okay, linked okay. with this guy. Um, so this could be one of those things. Maybe maybe Sweden hold it together. They got Victor Victor Lindelof holding it down at center back there. You know maybe he can keep yes. this compact with yes. his experience. They, he gets some chances and we see oh Alexander Isak he can you know he can carry a team a little bit. I mean their expectation is not to go to the quarterfinal that. I think their expectation is to get out of the group, and if they can win a round of 16 match, then this is a huge success for them. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty much wraps it on Sweden. But, yeah, keep your eyes out for Alexander Isik, the young striker Sweet. Uh, from La Liga over there. The second team's Poland. They're ranked number 21 in the world. They're an extremely average team, but they've got <laughs> the best goal scorer on the planet, yes. Robert Lewandowski. He'll be healthy for the tournament. It's funny because Poland, they've got obviously Lewandowski. He probably the best striker in the world right now yeah. and you've got Chesney who's a world-class goalkeeper it's for funny. Juventus yes. so they've got the goalkeeper and the striker world-class everything Every- <laughs> in between it's just eh, very average so yes. it's going to be interesting it's going to be one of those groups where it's like yeah they're not going to beat Spain they're going to beat Slovakia can they beat Sweden Lewandowski's that good that this has been the the team for years it's, it's just been him and and he still like provides like despite yeah. being the only guy really on the field with a name He's still the game plan's one dimensional. Get the ball to him, and, and he still scores international goals. Yeah, and his regularly. his strength is getting open in the box and finishing yeah. from anywhere, right. anywhere twenty yards or closer. He's gonna finish it. So you bet your ass we're gonna be yep. seeing a lot of crosses into the box from Poland. Yep, and hoping that Lewandowski can carry them as far as he can. And right. then finally, Slovakia, one of the weaker teams in the tournament. American listeners, I'm assuming pretty much everyone here is American, but mm. you might remember Slovakia as the team from the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. The USA played them. We were down 2-0 yeah. at halftime. We staged an epic comeback to make it 2-2. And then in the final moments, we scored a goal that was called back for a foul, an mm. absolute phantom foul <laughs> that had the U.S. up in arms. Back and when we, we never got an explanation Back when we played in, uh, in World Cups. Back when we were in World Cups. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's, that's maybe what you might remember Slovakia <laughs> from. They haven't done anything since. I mean, they play a very conservative 4-5-1, so expect a lot of defending here. They're the weakest team in the group. So they're going to look at Poland and Sweden and be like, hey, maybe we can sneak something there. But I, I honestly probably won't watch a single one of their matches, mm. if I'm being honest. Uh, they've got Milan Skriniar, who's a center back for Inter. He's he's the key guy to look at. But, I mean, other than that, uh, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be putting any money on them unless you're fading them. So I think, sure. I think to round out this group, we're definitely going to see Spain win it. I think Spain win every game in this group. I think I think okay. they come out nine, nine points, three, three wins. Okay. Where it gets tricky is in second place. I'm gonna give it to Sweden. Mm. I just, I'm just not convinced that Poland have enough to back up Lewandowski. I just, I, I, I'm, not, I mean, if there's anyone you want carrying a bad team, it's him. 
I just don't think they're going to have enough. I think Sweden's pretty organized in there. I think they just have a little bit more talent all around. So I think when that game comes against Poland, I think Sweden get the result there and go through in second. And I'm not seeing a wild card coming out of this group. Okay, Uh, last but certainly not least, Mark, Group F, the group of death, perhaps the most exciting group in the entire tournament. I mean, three just huge, huge teams in this group. Uh, The first and perhaps the biggest, the defending World Cup champions, France, the second best team in the world right now. According to the rankings, they win Group H of qualifying with eight wins, one loss, one draw in 10 matches. 25 goals for six against. Uh, as I mentioned, World Cup defending champs, Euro 2016 finalists. Um, fun, fun team to watch. They do hold a lot of possession. Their attacks are very organized, but they do have some great speed and some great world-class attacking talent on the counterattack. Super, super deep squad. Perhaps the most interesting tidbit uh, when the squad announcements came up here and I was doing my research on this team Lots and lots of articles, Mark, about the return of Kareem Benzema, the Real Madrid striker who was laid off from the national team for years. Uh, Just an absolute world-class striker that they said, we don't even want you representing our national team for a blackmailing scandal against a teammate. Just a wild story. You know what he was blackmailing? Yes, a sex tape, right? (laughs) Yeah, his teammate's sex tape. (laughs) His teammate's sex tape, and he blackmails his teammate Gets involved in it. You know, trial's still not decided, Mark, so can't comment. This is like five years ago. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? Literally it's five not like years he doesn't, ago. It's not like he needs the money. You know? it's <laughs> yeah, like what? Real how, Madrid how striker get, for a decade. How, how do you get caught up in that to, like, ruin your international career like that for five years? I don't know. But anyway, they bring him back very controversially. Uh, they had to. He had an amazing season. Yeah, he did have an amazing season. You could say they had to. I mean, just a very interesting uh, storyline here. We get to see the return of Benzema to the national team. Um, obviously, lots of other world-class players to mention as well. Hugo Lloris of Tottenham is in goal. Uh, Varane of Real Madrid holds the defense. Paul Pogba of Manchester United, a very fun player to watch uh, in the midfield. N'Golo Conte of Chelsea. Um, so Pogba and Conte holding the midfield. I mean, that's just a scary midfield to go against. And then, of course, up top, you've got some some world, like the world class of the world class in, in Antoine Griezmann of Barcelona and perhaps their best player of all, Kylian Mbappe of PSG leading the attack. What a squad, Mark. This is a this is a FIFA dream team. I'm shitting myself just thinking about this <laughs> team and I don't even have what to play. What a team. Imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine lining up against doesn't these guys. doesn't even address the bench. Like they're, they're, no. they're literally like the three, bench is deep. three the bench elite could players win. in The bench could spot. win second in this tournament. <laughs> they're unbelievable. Not wrong at all. Um, obviously, some others to mention, I guess. I guess Kingsley Komen is worth, uh, worth mentioning uh, of Bayern Munich. Uh, Dembele of Barcelona also on this team uh, as you mentioned just so so deep three world like three world-class players in each position uh, definitely they're some favorites here to uh, to win the tournament so France uh, first team in uh, group F here to break down and then of course Mark I mean who do I talk about next I guess I'll talk about Portugal Portugal ranked number five right now defending Euro champs after winning the Euro 2016 uh, finished second in qualifying Group B. They played eight matches, five wins, two draws, one loss. Uh, if you remember, they lost in the round of 16 in the 2018 World Cup. Um, they're an interesting team. They they like to have a lot of possession as well. 
Um, but they have tons of speed and through balls, and they tend to just capitalize on their opportunities. That's how they get. They've had so much success on the on the international scene. Um, Rui Patricio of Wolverhampton uh, will be in goal. Pepe, of course, famous defender now with Porto, holds the back line. Jao Moutinho, uh, another Wolverhampton player, and Bernardo Silva, um, who's kind of like a sleepy good uh, center midfielder for Manchester City. Uh, he represents Portugal as well here. Uh, very interesting. It feels like the timing of this team, Mark, the, the form of a lot of these players just had like, if you will, breakout seasons, including Diogo Jota of Liverpool had a great, he was, turned out to be a great signing for them. He's on this team. Bruno Fernandez had an unreal season for Man United. Jao Felix. Yep. Jao Felix of uh, Atletico Madrid. Um, and of course, male model Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus up top. I mean, it feels like a lot of stars are aligning for this team where a lot of guys in that center mid attacking area just had like breakout performances for their club. This is a question. Can the chemistry come together of so many like stars like this uh, playing together? And of course, it, it, it's got to be, I don't want to say difficult, but just different when Ronaldo's on your team as well. Uh, depending, like some guys perform better with him, some don't, you know. So that's something. This else team to is scary good, to be yes. honest. I think the only question is the center defensive mid spot. Yeah, yeah. Like you look at the back line, elite. Yeah, absolutely elite. I mean, Ruben Diaz, Man City, maybe best center back in the world yeah. right now. You look at obviously the strikers speak for themselves. Right. Man, you got Bruno Fernandez, Bernardo Silva, all these guys. Yeah. I mean, we go like we like scary you said, good team. The question is just going to be that center mid spot. They're probably going to put Renato Sanchez in there. Had a good season with yeah. Lille, won the league. But he's he's hot and cold, so it's like I think it's going to come down to him. Interesting. But um, this this team could literally win. I yes. think they they won the Euros in 2016, yes, obviously, they did. like you Defending said. Defending champs. But they played like a very defensive style of play, and like they kind of got lucky to win, in my opinion. <laughs> I think they're miles better now I than agree. they were back then. I, I, Even I though Ronaldo's agree. four years older, I, this team is better. Yes. I, like this team's a threat Ronaldo is uh Ronaldo's the LeBron of soccer he ages well he yeah. ages like fine wine he, he's I'm gonna be betting on this touch. team a lot yes I'm very it's excited. just unfortunate that they got in this group. I, I totally agree so unfortunate they're in this group I would have loved to see them cruise through the it group it doesn't stages. even make sense it's like you have Austria Ukraine and North Macedonia in one group and then you yeah. have France Portugal and Germany yeah like, how does absurd. that even how does that work it, it's, it's, it's got to be a solution to yeah that. so yeah. it is unfortunate um as you just mentioned Germany also in this group another uh, top, top tier international team. They're ranked 12th right now. They won Group C of qualifying with seven wins and one loss and eight matches played. They crashed out of the group stage at the 2018 World Cup uh, after winning the 2016, uh, or sorry, yeah, the 2014. Uh, lost in the semis of the 2016 Euros. Highly, highly organized German team. They play a very specific style where you, you, you know, expect every person to do their job. They're very organized, very hardworking. Um, and this squad is kind of like, I don't want to say it's in a transition phase, but like it's, we're starting to see some of those like older players on their way out of to the Germany national team. Um, but they do have some of those veterans leading this team, including of course, uh, Neuer and goal, um, who's perhaps been the, would you still say, eh, would you still say he's the best goalkeeper in the world? Manuel Neuer? I wouldn't say he's the best just because he doesn't face much action. Like yeah. Bayern, Bayern Munich take on like three shots a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a, so there was a stat one year where based on the shots on target that Bayern Munich conceded, yeah, it the statistics said that if they had not played with a goalkeeper, <laughs> they still would have won the league. That's so funny. That's how little action is. But yeah, yeah obviously, obviously yeah, he's, he's world amazing. Class. Yeah, uh, Hummels is a center back of Borussia Dortmund. Tony Cruz of Real Madrid and Müller up top. Um, so also, I think Joshua Kimmich. I was reading up on this team. 
Uh, they're talking a lot about how big this could be for Joshua Kimmich of Bayern Munich. Um, arguably the most important player on the team this year because he's going to have to run that center midfield role next to Cruz. Um, and then Muller will have tons of speed next to him. So it's kind of an interesting one where Muller will probably like not see a ton of possession, but he'll be hardworking up top like he always is, and he'll get a few chances to put some goals in. But he's just surrounded by absolute speed, Mark. He's got Timo Werner of Chelsea and Nagbury. Uh, yeah, Nagbury of Bayern Munich on either side of him. So tons of speed next to him. Um, so just a very – another just solid team where it's like Germany, Portugal, France. Like these matchups, it's going to be very hard to bet on uh, – figure out which team to bet on. Um, any other notes on Germany before we move on? Yeah, I mean, again, just all through the center of this team, center back, center mid, I think. And, yeah, on the wings, they're looking good. I guess the outside back positions, the question, Yeah, they don't really need them. But yeah, it's like it's like you said. It's like Germany went through a bit of a down period as they transition. Now, I mean, they're just elite all around the board. I think they got Kai Havertz too, who's in great mm. form with Chelsea. Just scored the winning goal in the Champions League final, obviously. So yeah, I mean, this team's gonna be a threat. I really hope the way it works out is that all three of these teams get through. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be a shame for one of these three teams to have to get knocked out yep. in the first round. Yep. Uh, last but not least, yeah, Hungary. Yeah, who, who's the team that's got to face yeah. these guys? Like, imagine showing up to the Euro and, and that's your group. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, great. Yeah, Hungary is unfortunately that team, 37th best team in the world. Um, not a lot of star power and not a lot to talk about here just because they're literally up against some of the best teams in the world. Um yeah, they're just going to try to hold out uh, by parking the bus here and trying to score some counterattack goals and trying to salvage some points and just hope that these giants shoot each other in the foot a little bit when they play each other. That's got to be the strategy here is just try to hope this is like a very low-scoring group, you know what I mean, where lots of teams draw each other and they're just... Yeah, they've still got to beat one of them. They can sneak through. Yeah, they do have to get like a, a somewhat... Uh, well, a, it would be a huge upset. They have to get somewhat of a lucky result here. Dominic... Sibyl Sly, Mark, of RB Leipzig. He's good. He's good. good uh, and he's out with an injury, so don't count on him. <laughs> yeah, that's the last <laughs> thing they needed. Like, we've got one good Set guy. Set you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just not a lot to uh, talk about with uh, Hungary here. Um, They've literally got a player, Adam Nagy. He plays for Bristol City in the English, mm. in the English second division. <laughs> Goes from goes from playing in the second division to the group of death. So who I expect to go through here? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think I honestly kind of like Portugal uh, to win this group. Okay. Uh, and then France to go second. I trust Germany the least of the three. So Portugal and France will go with. But hopefully, as you said earlier, hopefully Germany can get through as well. Hopefully, all three of these teams can move on just so we can get some some bigger matchups uh, outside of the group stages. I think it actually will be interesting having a team like Hungary in this group because each team's going to be like, oh shit, like, we got to spank them. Need to absolutely. That's so true. That. Yeah, that was, which makes it even worse team. for Hungary. It's yeah. like. Yeah. You never know. Like you maybe maybe like they look at it and like, oh, maybe we're the weak team, so they field some of their other players out there. They're like, no, they're looking at us like they have to beat us twice as bad now. Yeah, that is brutal. Um thanks for tuning into the first ever show of Tap In, Tap Out on the new feed. We are thrilled about it. Big thanks to Sean and Ryan at SGPN. Uh very stoked to be making this transition and for a very, very busy June and beyond, covering the Euros, covering fights. Of course, we've got a big uh, Adesanya versus uh, your former opponent, uh, Marvin Vittori. Uh, that's a huge UFC fight coming up, so we're going to do a breakdown of that one uh, next week as well. Lots of great content. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a ra- uh, leave a review. It's a huge help to us. Uh, you can follow me at BetOnKyle on Twitter. You can follow at the SGP Network on Twitter. 
You can uh, visit the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Tap in, tap out. Brand new show. Thanks for being a part of our first show and on, on the new feed. We really appreciate it. Any last words from Mark before we close out the show? You'll be hearing lots more from us, so uh, you won't have to wait too long. We will see you next week. Thank you.